Hello and welcome to the 243rd episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Eric. And did you make note of when I uh, said all that stuff so that you could uh, edit this later, Mikey? I'm drawing, Jared. Fair enough. What are you drawing? Drawing uh, some uh, type of chessboard. So listen up, guys. Today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching in the week. After that, we're going to get into a spoiler-filled review of the movie Dirty Harry. So if somehow in the over, I what, 50, 49 years since that movie came out, you'd not uh, seen it, tune out, go to Netflix, watch it, and come back after you're done. So with that in mind, Mikey, I'm going to go to you first. What have you been watching? Not a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of YouTube lately. Yeah? Yeah. You've been watching a lot of roller coaster videos, too? No. Oh, wow. No, no. You're not on that airtime thrills, man? Nope, definitely not on that. All right. No. No, just been watching some, oh, some Slab City stuff and Slab City. Don't ask. A couple of, uh, what? I don't. You I already don't, know. I don't ask questions to what I, things I don't need, want to know about. You already know. I don't need it's to know. To the end of the wild. Yeah. Oh. There goes the, oh. yeah. Anyway, watch some Stampede oh. Trail stuff. Going some what? The, the Stampede Trail, that's where you actually Did went. you watch anything out of YouTube? That, that is on YouTube. No, out of YouTube. Oh, um, no. Loser. Well, you know what? I better check the official record, but Do I don't it. think I did. <laughs> Why he wouldn't have checked that first? Because mm. I'm pretty sure I haven't done anything with this since last week. But let me just check. Eric, what about for you, sir? Uh, I did some... Rewatchering. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah, I still haven't been able to see you that. Seen oh, that? I still have not seen it. On, so good. I love it. Um, I think I mm, might have liked it more the second time around, but I liked it. I was not one of those people that were a Tarantino fan and then disappointed in it, uh, which a lot of people were. <laughs> They're not Tarantino fans then. Uh, that's not the case. Oh, that's not how that works. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, no, I, blind faith in something is not uh, being a fan, by the way. Um, That's not blind faith. But anyway, I, an I, I legitimately, the first time through, really liked uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was glad to watch it again. It held up for sure. Um, and then I started a rewatch of uh, the last season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. So, so the fourth season, right? Four, yep. whatever one just hit Netflix. Yep, season four. Um, I I was a few episodes in, so I've now passed where I was before, <sighs> but I still got a little bit to go. Um, so four once I catch really up, uh, you know, I'll be ready for this new season that's mm-hmm. airing. So, yeah, I, I I didn't know it was coming back on. I I saw the, uh, I think two episodes have aired so far. Uh, my wife and I haven't been able to find the time to be able to watch them, but uh, we'll try to report back on the quality of it when I do. Uh, anything else? Does it? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, mm-hmm. so as per usual. Uh, I actually have one I want to mention, sure. uh, since it's in the main about, about Slap do. City. Now, wait a minute. Is this a podcast better than the Cue It Up gang? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you won't just lie for the podcast. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> no. just won't. But, but we have, so it's not direct competition. It okay. is a movie review podcast, but it's not direct competition. It's direct competition. No, it's not. You're going to want to go listen to this podcast. All right. It's called Citizen Critic. Okay. okay? Um, it is two very funny gentlemen 
uh, reviewing movie reviews. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. So, oh, that so sounds like my kind they of kind of their mystery science theater three, uh, 3000 and they'll go through these like tangents where like they'll read. So I instantly, I was like, how far do we got it? How many episodes oh, wow. do we got to go? Fascinating. So we get to it? Rex Reed, which was by the way, episode two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first, there's only like three episodes out. So the first episode is 1989's Batman. Mm. Uh, then the second episode is once. What was the reception of the 1989 Batman? Was well, they didn't go. They really don't go positive? through all of them. So what they don't do is they don't necessarily go for like, oh, what was the consensus? Mm. They'll just pick one ridiculous review and then just really harp on like how ridiculous. Did they review. love that movie? The 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 review that they review? Oh no, uh, didn't like it. So I think the theme obviously is going to be people that didn't like whatever Trashed these things are. Trash movies that so, they liked. So um, what the, it doesn't mean they have to like it. Can it they is, review the one guy that gave Toy Story 2 a bad rating? They, who knows? They might down the road. Send them an email, Jared. Maybe they check theirs. Unbelievable. So the second I, episode. We do check our email. We do? Yeah, we do now. You I check it every me, day. I've got it in my phone. but I, I, oh, I, I check it every day. Cue it up pod at gmail.com. Oh. The second episode is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The third episode is Casino. But they do it in a, a format which um, is quite quite good but so the first one they do is they'll pick an actual uh you know known reviewer or just something that is from an actual publication yep and they'll just kind of rip into that and um some of these are ridiculous and it's just like even just the way the guy voice as he reads it like he's he's good at being able to uh make it funny while inflecting it it is uh, Mm -hmm. telling the tale um and then the second section is they'll go and they'll get user reviews. So they'll go get some, usually multiple or one if there's a good long one or whatever, um, user review. And then the third section is just they review anything that remotely has to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. So for night for uh, Batman, it was a Batman-themed toaster that came out for the uh, movie that was for sale that you could buy on so Amazon. So in 1989, somebody thought that... It'd be a good idea to make a toaster and yeah, make movie it tie in, Jared. Mm. Movie tie in. Um, so, like the, for instance, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they do some um, reviews of the restaurants that uh, they go to and stuff like that. Uh, mm. It's, it sounds like it should not be interesting to listen to. It, it was li- no, it sounds interesting. To it me. had me cracking up and laughing and smiling the entire time through, which is not something that usually happens when I listen to a podcast. So, um, I'm very, very pleased with the, what they put out so far. They're going to be a big podcast because they're already they're in a network where it's like the guy well, who they, is producing. If they weren't that. before, they are going to be now yeah, after the queued the up heat, gang yeah, shout the out. Heat, yeah, yeah. the the, the queued up boys. Their servers they might want to up their uh, their uh, storage capacity or something. I've like never that. listened yeah. to the other podcast network network, but it's by the same guys that did Disgraceland, which is a huge. I've uh, heard podcast. of that. Yep. Um, so it's different guys on it, but like the guy who produces it and stuff. So yeah, I, I've very much recommend it. I will say this though: what's the name of the podcast again? It's called Citizen Critic. You're welcome for all the new listeners that we're sending you. Just yeah, like cue it up though. Do not listen to a, that particular movie unless you want spoilers. Because yep. so I would skip the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They I will would. talk about stuff that happens in the movie. Or you could just go see Once Upon a Time I want in Hollywood. To. I want to. It's man. been out for like a year, man. Time, man. Ugh. Oh, um. I have one other thing since we, we're having a short one here on uh, sure. what we've been watching. Um, so I started to bring this up before the podcast, but I figured I'd save it on here so we could have our, um, you know, ubiqu- ubiquitous uh, Star Wars reference. Oh, hey, Mikey. Geez. Can you tell me what that word meant? What? Uh, ubiquitous? Star? <laughs> That's the one. What's that mean? Uh, random. Eric, don't answer that. Say again. Random? 
Is that what that means? Because I don't know either. No. Um, What's that word Look mean? it up later, Jared. Um, oh, come on. All right, I'll look it up. Look oh, it up, my Mikey. gosh. Jared reading, or him reading out. Wait, the, uh, I, I need lo- to know what it means. Yeah, I want to know if Eric knows what it means. I do. Uh, thank you, though. Um, but, yes, yeah, so uh, on. did you watch the big Star Wars video, Jared? I you know what I'm talking did, about? But no, nothing. They announced where uh, Star Wars is going after the Skywalker st- uh, saga. Oh yeah, you're talking about the well, no. Yeah, well, this their direction, like a, but they're. Why are you interested in this? What do you mean? This is why? where the novels and the comic books are going. But again, we'll see. We they they didn't say just novels and comic books, but it is a lot. Of, obviously, they brought in writers of the. This is one of those things. Like, but it, this is not the type of thing I expect this to talk to any human being about. Yeah, the the High Republic. I'm. It sounds interesting to me. Just to get to see. The idea that they're having this like summit mm-hmm. of all these people to like personally, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think I, thought I was, it was close awesome. with random. Say again, I was close with random. What's it? Would you like to read the present appearing or found everywhere? Sounds like random to me. Anyway, sure. anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't know if you uh had watched that. Oh, of course, I, I of did. course, you have. I watched it if I if memory serves me correctly. It was Mikey, it's in his queue. It was released. You gonna oh, be what? watching that? You excited about the High Republic, man? Jedi's of the Round Table. The heck are you talking? Jedi's. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching that. It's not so going to. Going to get. Does you want to rewind books. a few hundred years in the Star Wars universe and go yeah. see them stories? I would wish they would just fast forward until they get out of it. You know what? One thing mm-hmm. they did mention in there that was mm-hmm. awesome to me mm-hmm. um, is because it's the story of uh, a republic that does not cross the entire galaxy. So there is a yes. uh, there is a deviation where there is like a wild west almost kind of yep. area. The idea of the as they described it, the almost Texas Ranger type mm-hmm. Jedi. I love that idea oh, too. That yeah. sounded so great. You're kidding me. Oh. It's not that? really going to sure be a western. They sure are reaching the same Star Wars movies. It's not movies. What is it? It's going to be comic books and video games and here's the uh, novels. If people here's the thing, Jared. If people really like what they're putting we'll down up of with course a TV series. We'll also yeah. uh conspiracy theory here that seems to be the obvious one to me i'm going to guess this is what db weiss and david benioff were working on in some way shape or form mm-hmm. and then when that broke apart they gave some of the material to the the secondary crew to gotcha. see what they could do with it uh, that's immediately what i thought of i don't know if all the star wars youtube channels that i don't watch are saying the same thing but all right, guys. Uh, the only thing I watched, speaking of Star Wars, good transition oh, there, Eric. Uh, season 7 of The Clone Wars did have its premiere on Disney Plus this week. You sure uh, managed to watch that? Not well, once upon a time in Hollywood. It was 22 minutes. You mean so. I didn't have to squeeze in that Star Wars reference to annoy Mikey? No, no, no. Oh, I already okay. had a Star Wars reference. And by the way, funny enough, when I was watching the episode, I thought Mikey would actually enjoy this episode. Yeah, right. Um, oh, I did watch a lot of Trailer Park Boys, though. Oh, did you? I did. All right. So this episode of The Clone Wars, um, it, The Clone Wars takes place, I'm, I know I'm going to shock you here, it takes place in The Clone Wars, and so what they do is they they tell you there's there's a, there's a some bad stuff going on, they need to bring in a different crew to help fight this thing, and so they bring in what they call the Bad Batch, which is essentially a like an A-team of clones where they all have different looks and have different weird uh, formalities. Uh formalities that's not right does it is there a lightsaber in it uh no i don't think so there's not a lightsaber i don't believe so in the whole show no but it is essentially an 80s action film star wars episode like dude the one guy looks so much like rambo that there there may be 
Um, there might be some space in it, but they Sci-fi. all the action takes place on a planet. Sci-fi. What well, are you I mean, talking about? He's just Sci-fi. trying to dismiss it. I'm I'm dismissing it because of its genre, terrible mm. genre. All Only right. a Sith deals in absolute. That's true. Yep. Episode three, by the way. What? Uh, oh. Yeah. So it's been good. Uh, I, this. The, the season seven is going to have three batches of episodes. Uh, this first batch, the second batch. So it's the third it, batch. It's going to be the so Ahsoka first Tano batch on Mandalore. Has not been the bad batch? No, no. It's been fine. <laughs> uh, it's the third It's the third series arc that yeah. everybody's excited about with yeah. Ahsoka on Mandalore. That stuff is going to be... That's what I'm looking forward to. As a Star Wars fan, I'm pretty pumped up about it. You guys are nerds. Yeah. I mean, I'm a nerd, but you guys just go way, way further. Yeah. It's like so much further. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. I'm sorry that uh, our talk is extending how long it'll be before you can unpause your GTA 5 while your character <laughs> is staring at a screen making money. I got raided yesterday. I had to turn it off. Yeah. Raided? Yeah, you get raided if just you Just a second, dude. GTA, I guess GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto 5, Mikey plays online. Uh, I, I think that's enough too. preamble. Yeah. What happened? So well, the same thing that you, can happen to this house one day. If you if you let it cook too much, then eventually they raid you. Well, I got cook. raided, so I had to cook. Yeah, that's when I leave like all my stuff on paused, and then it just you know builds up. Making so that free money, money Drew. Yeah. yeah, not buying shark cards, you know. Who raided you? A human or the computers? That was the computers. Oh. Computers. I know. I know. I heard it while it was I was. It's like there an agents and mates. I'm Matrix. dead serious. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to get GTA Five online, and then destri- just spend every waking moment destroying Mikey's empire. But he was telling you me I'm not going to be able to do it. No, you can. And when I go sell it, then all you have to do is destroy. Sell it. it? Yeah, you have to sell it, and then you make your money. We learned a lot here today. I don't understand what's going on here. you have to destroy here. it. But we learned as Mikey is more of a nerd than what he just... Oh, yeah. You know, oh, no, no, no. You guys and your Mandalorians take the cake on nerdness here. Star Wars is kind of mainstream. Yeah. It's not main... It, it, Mikey, it's mainstream. My mom loved going to the theater right, and seeing the Star Wars. My, That's mainstream. Here's, the, here's sure. the problem. But it doesn't mean that it's not nerdier than GTA. Here's the problem. What Mikey doesn't seem to understand about being a nerd is Mikey thinks it's only in specific categories. Right. There are just popular categories. Your obsession with Hunter S. Thompson or Tarantino mm-hmm. or many mm-hmm. other things qualifies you Dolce and Gabbana jeans. No, no, no. I'm you a nerd. nerd out. I openly admit that I'm a nerd. Just not for goofy sci-fi for kids. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should... <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my Clone Wars. Good show. You should be. Somebody get him a hook. So aside from Trailer Park Boys, uh, boys Trailer did Park you watch Boys isn't for kids. Did you watch anything else this week? Oh, no. the point I'm making. No. Okay. All right, well then, play that music. The movie that Mikey picked for this week is from 1971. This is Dirty Harry. Classic. Uh, it currently holds a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's only 44 reviews, and I've never... Once you go past, like, 1989, I it's pretty hard for me to start trusting what Rotten Tomatoes has on there. Becomes as, about as reliable as probably You're that right. police department's own record-keeping. You're right. It should be up there with the 99s. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a well-loved film, but oh, yeah. all I'm saying is I'd say the Rotten Tomato score, but 
I don't really. It doesn't hold as much weight as one. It doesn't. Yeah, no, it, to me, it, it doesn't. It should definitely be closer to 99. 99. Yeah, 99%. But it only has 44 reviews. Well, those critics obviously didn't know what they were talking about. They would have pushed it up to 99. He's saying a score of 99. Yeah, a score of 99. I get it. What were you thinking? But never mind. Yeah. So, with that, oh, by the way, it was made on a budget of $4 million and it made 36 I think it is, something that like is. that. It's pretty good. And inspired uh, more movies. Yeah, they're five, five in all. I've never seen any of the other sequels. Have you? Yes. So am Magnum I the only Force one that's only? Sure. Yeah, I've never seen. I'd Magnum have to go Force. through and look at the I've names of them. I've probably seen everyone. I haven't seen Deadpool since I was. I've, a kid. De- I've seen the Deadpool. Yes, that's got Jim Carrey in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's this why earlier by Don when we, Siegel, when we picked right, this one, movie. I was like, wait, oh. I couldn't remember. I was like, is Dirty Harry the first one? Well, I was like, I remember the story of the first one, but I couldn't remember. I was like, is that the title of the first one, or was it Dirty Harry as like one for one of the later names? Oh, no, man. All right, so, guys, let's go around and give our star ratings for Dirty Harry. Uh, I think this film's exceptional. Uh, though, and this is one of those things. This is this is a hard-to-define thing, which we'll get into. It has been so overdone in the 49 years that there are many things that I'm sure, while played fresh back in the day, are pretty hard for a modern audience. Modern audience to appreciate in the same way. Uh, this is a, a weird movie for me. I mean, I'm, I'm at a four star, even though I could, I could easily see someone being higher for the very fact that it kind of created the cliches. Same kind of conversation we had when we were doing the episode on Jaws. Uh, Mikey, what is your score for this Oh, movie? easy. Five stars. Dude. Five stars. Eric. Not quite willing to call this movie perfect, but I love this movie. So four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. All right. So let's talk about some things that we do like about the movie. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, I I like this film all the way through. I think the middle half has some some bloat to it, but that second, uh, basically after he, you get to what I think would be the conventional ending of a movie where uh, he's got the guy on the ground and they're going to find out where the kidnapped victim is and you know, the, of course, that person will be okay and all that. Everything after that is so well done. It, it, the story just takes a turn that you just don't see. Even now, uh, it's unconventional. I love the second half of that. Uh, not even the second half. It's like the, the last third of the movie. Uh, the last third of this movie is like five stars. You're referencing everything way. after where he has him on the ground and steps on him. on the uh, In the and, football field, yeah. yeah. Where he's where he yeah. quote unquote as they say in the movie tortures the uh, suspect. Because I'll tell you what, even when I was rewatching it, because I had only seen this movie, this is my second time seeing Dirty Harry. Mikey showed it to me the very first time, and I remembered really liking it. But when I was watching it through this this time, I kept thinking to myself, man, I really remember liking this movie a lot more than I am. All the scenes I remember are after that point, like. Him robbing that liquor store to get the gun and all that, the the yeah. the bus with the children, all that stuff. This movie really ramps up and becomes truly something special Dude, towards it gets the end. Dark too. I mean, it's dark all the way through. But like in that, you know, in that last third that you're talking about, where he um, has already been caught but been let go, like he pays that one guy to beat him up and mm-hmm. wants every penny worth, and like. Yes, it's a movie and it's movie makeup, but like he is messed up. Like yeah. his face looks 
all kinds of awful. <laughs> well, Gosh. just in case anybody's keeping score, <laughs> score at home, Mikey has again hit his elbow Dinked. on the side of the piece of furniture that's there every week. You know what's... Dinked. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what's actually <laughs> as cliche as what some of these parts are? And again, you, as you pointed out, they're not cliche because they, they, they created, created the cliches. Yeah. But one of the things that was actually refreshing is after that moment... So he's already been in trouble so many times. He's already been on thin ice. He he then that guy does that without any involvement from Callahan. Yes, Callahan was was trailing him, mm. you know, but like he does that thing on his own and then blames it on Callahan. They don't ask for his badge right there. That was really refreshing to like hand in your badge and your gun. Like we didn't get that moment. Mm. You know, in fact, it was kind of shocking. It's like they just kept, you want to be the bag man again? <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like, yeah. there was no level. It's like we'd scold you in the moment, but there was no level of like, you've gone too far this time, Callahan. Like, I don't know. It was just. I just kept thinking of 21, 22 Jump Street when I was watching the yeah. movie. Just any of the scenes with uh, the, him and their boss. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was one of those things where it was refreshing that it didn't go down that route where Maybe it should have in the sense of what would be more realistic, but yeah. it just you're just so used to that in movies. Yeah. Mikey, what are some things that you like about the movie? Oh, man, it's great. I mean, for one, look at the characters. Every character is great in this movie. Hmm. All right, maybe not every, but the main ones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All I had to do was go, hmm, and you backpedal well, real quick. You, know, I, you, know, you I, mean I, to I say make... Dirty Harry himself is a truly outstanding character. I love that one. I th- I think the villain was terrible. I think his partner did good. Um, did, you know, they didn't even his give vi- the, vil- the villain was terrible? You mean like? Or, well, he was great. Great. A, a great villain. Terrible. He was yeah. great at being a terrible yeah. person. Like, great. Uh, he, he seemed crazy. I mean. I mean, you know what it reminded me of? Honestly, watching it this time around, not any specific one performance, but the level of how unhinged he is and how crazy yeah. he is, it reminded me of a like a, a variation of like a Joker. Oh yeah, I was yeah. going to mention that that this movie, the Heath Ledger Joker, yeah, specifically the Heath Ledger. It's Joker. just very much, especially a in the way that agent he uses of like, chaos mm-hmm. and just laugh in your face, well, crazy, and he uses terrorism type things to to get his way yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Um, who yeah. did, who was the other one that you said was good? Oh, his partner was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I, I don't have any problem with he his was, acting. He was serviceable, yeah. I, to me, his character seems just like he has he he doesn't have enough to do with the story for me to think that he should still be in this movie. Do you know what it, you know what it reminded me of, Jared? It's everything that Hell or High Water does with the relationship between the two lawmen. It's literally the same dynamic of the grizzled veteran and then the uh, uh, minority, uh, you know, partner. And the same dynamic of, you know, saying awful things to him, even though you truly do like him and stuff like that. But in Hell or High Water you get something out of that other guy, you get a humanity. Just keep it spoiler free. Yeah, no, I'm saying you get a humanity out of that other guy, of, yeah. of the of the uh, minority uh, character in that sense. So it's like they still played off of those same themes that, that they did better in, later on in Hell or High Water, but it is that character becomes a pretty one-sided, one-note. Well, and he just kind of... Does he come back for sequels? I don't remember. No, no. I don't know. He has no, nothing to do with new, the last act of this but film. They keep 
Yeah, they keep giving them new partners in the, in the sequels. So yeah. It's just kind of one of those Man, things. I really wish the other one... I, it's truly, if if the rest of them were on there, I would just say, let's start a series. I have but them on Blu-ray if you want to They're well, not on Netflix. See, the so. problem no, with that no, character... No, just want to watch them yourself. The oh, problem you with that Blu-ray, character okay. is more that he's just a thing to bounce things off of for our main character to show what type of person our main character is. So they don't fully make him a real human. Um, and he's, he's again, he's okay. Yeah. Like, he's just okay. Um, he does a great job in it, but they just don't give him a lot. But, I mean, he is just there to show that, yes, we have this guy who, you know, they go through this little monologue of all the people that he hates, but that yet he turns <laughs> I, yet he turns and winks just to hint that, like, he's kidding around, yeah. but this is going to be their dynamic. And then, you, you know, by the end of it, it is a thing where he's saying, hey, you know, there's a full-time spot if you want to come back. And then just to show this growth of, like, I don't want this guy. I don't want to deal with this. But this, like, you know, he's willing. He, he's able to respect someone and change his mind and, and things like that over time. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it just it seemed like everything that he's doing is, is always in a lens of how will this change or benefit our main character, which yeah. is just kind of a weak, weak positioning. Yeah. What about the jumper? Tell me that wasn't awesome. Okay, well... You know, this would be normally where I would save things that I don't like. Uh, but since you're bringing it up, let's get into the it. Jumper was awesome. What are you uh, nuts? The, the jumper scene as a scene that it exists currently is fine. As a matter of fact, it's funny and it's sort of it informative about our main character and stuff like that. Uh, it should have been cut from this film. It has nothing nuts? to do with this movie. It is it literally that's there. They, that's how they gave him his name. They, that's how he revealed his name and why they call him that. But it's just we're, we're, we're seeing a sequence of, like, look at all these things that are not about our actual plot just to show you what he does in this day and what what kind of cases he takes. So and it's they like, also used it to give him his name. It felt very name. It felt very much like crossing something off a checklist. You know, it's it is it is not Clint a scene Eastwood that filmed that scene. He directed that scene. I'm I have to wonder if that's the only reason it stayed in the movie. There's no reason for that directed movie. That scene. What do you mean? Um, the director Don Siegel wasn't on set the day that they filmed that. Oh. Um, Clint Eastwood was the one that uh, was uh, uh, you know cast as the director for the day. Still a great scene. I I don't know if it's a great scene. I like the dialogue in the scene. Because yeah, I like the scene, but. I don't know. I, I exactly. I agree with Jared on this. Is at that point too. Mm. If that here's the thing. I'm not saying it would have been necessary. If that was the only scene we, we we saw of him doing these random cases that pop up, and you know, uh, you know, seemed like most of them had to do with peeping toms. But it was uh, Hot Mary was that what Hot, they Mary. Hot Mary? By the way, why did <laughs> Hot Mary have to keep walking up to the window to close the door? I, I'm feeling, 1971, man. Dude, after, hot Mary was not hot. Here's either. the thing. Here's the uh, thing. After Mikey, about just a second, you want to take that back? What? Every person is beautiful in their own way. Okay. Okay, that's fine. You said beautiful. I said Hot Mary. Difference. Everybody is. Are you saying that everybody's hot? Everybody's a beautiful, unique snowflake. Yeah, they're all snowflakes. You're right about that. I don't that. think Mikey's uh, comments here are going to upset Hot Mary because she seemed confident enough to go to that window three That's or four true. times. Yeah, became. I started feeling like not so bad for Hot Mary because I'm like, well, now she's just she's just showing off, strutting yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a feeling that those other ten guys that are there were just they 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 don't have to stand on a trash can normally, so they just wait by the window. That's why they were like, this guy's trying to get a front row seat. Yeah, they were. He's going to ruin it for all of us. They were peeping on her. And then all of a sudden, there was, was a lot. 
of peeping Tom elements in this movie way more than I remember. Yeah, I don't notice stuff like that. Oh, okay. so. yeah. They just had the one, right? No. Oh, no, he did do it the second time. He's constantly looking through binoculars. At, uh, I was too busy thinking some, about my some, beautiful some wife ladies. that I didn't uh, didn't notice anything that you guys were Is talking there at about. Least, there's at there. least three, I want to say there's at least three peeping Tom-like sequences in mm. this. Yeah, I, I didn't notice any of that because, okay. again, right, I was thinking about my beautiful wife. Thanks for wife, always so. talking oh, truthfully that, oh, on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Seemed to be awfully nice today, Jared. Why is that? Uh, Did the table just raise? Uh, what is Stop. <laughs> just All happened. right. I don't know what we're talking about. I thought Stop. he was angry. He was going to flip the table. All right. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, so, Mikey, anything else that you like about this movie? That you just a great movie. Amazing. What is it about this movie that speaks to you? Because you, you love this film. The, he wants to be a one, groundskeeper one day. For one, it's the... <laughs> No, <laughs> for one, it's the uh, in his penmanship for his, uh, his, his letter correspondence. My penmanship. Yeah. No, no, no. I'd come up with a better name than Scorpio too. Yeah, it'd be Crumbum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> along those lines. Gotta it's a very a good insult. Humor in there. It's got a certain ring to it. I've I've always been fond of the Crumbum yeah, uh, insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's no, no good, no good. But it is, it is a very fine insult. Yes, yes, I agree. Um. Wait, now I forgot what you asked me. What'd you ask I want to know what it is about this movie that specifically speaks to you. Well, I, all right, I think there's a few things that go along with that. For one, uh, I watched this as a kid a lot. It was one of the few rated. Your dad and you both loved it. it. Yeah, but your yeah. dad liked it too. This right? movie oh, yeah. was on regular TV this a was, lot. I mean, oh, it Channel was 11 KPLR. Down. We would it was watch this. Down, but yeah. he, he would watch. I've I'd seen the uncut version with him if I remember right, but. Um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, because he used to always call the bad guy Crazy Louie, and I still mm-hmm. to this day have no idea why, because they, they don't credit him. Why don't he call him, uh, how do you pronounce it, Garrick? Garrick? What is yeah. Garrick? It's a, oh, it's it's the actor that did it. He also, um, he, he in fact, he might be, you don't know, he might be in Tarantino's next movie. Huh? Yeah, because um, he played a recurring character on Deep Space Nine uh, called Garrick. Well, it won't be in Tarantino's movie. Well, though. yeah, I mean, Tarantino's next movie is going to be Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, right. Do you know who he is in Deep Space Nine? Yeah, um, he's a guy that looks like he has female genitalia on his forehead. But uh, are you talking about? Oh yeah, who are you talking about? Mikey, does this ring a bell for you? That's I showed to Mikey Louis? as if it matters. But is that, that's crazy, Louie. That is that is the uh, the bad guy from Andrew uh, Robinson. What's yes. the What's the name of the character from? You said his name yeah, is Garrick. G A R A K. Yeah, I watched Deep Space Nine, but I don't remember the pronunciation. It's been so long. But. He's very good in that show. I never finished Deep Space Nine, but I, I he was one of the better parts of that uh, that series. Ugh. All right. Well, so you used to watch it with your dad, Tarantino. Yeah, um, I mean, and that's the other thing. I mean, these old seventies. Is your dad gonna go see the new Star Trek Quentin Tarantino movie with you? No. <laughs> You're gonna go by yourself then? I'm not going either. <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, you were uh, saying it'll never happen. You were saying, <laughs> um, no, great movie, fun, fun to watch. It's the old. Uh, I'm telling you, we're doing a commentary track. If it ends up happening, like what? I just, I want. If Will alone could make a movie happen, <laughs> yes. you guys would. are just so excited about this, and it's never going to happen. The anyway. tenth and final film. Oh, it's his final film. Oh, it that would definitely be the wouldn't best. be his final film. Oh, it'll be produced by. It'll be up there with uh, Hell Ride and all those movies. Oh, that reminds me. Guess what? I'm going to be buying this week. Hmm. DN9K, four ninety nine on Voodoo. 
He said DN9K. I think what he's referencing is when we say hashtag D9K, never forget. Yeah, D9K. Detroit 9000. You're buying that on Blu-ray? If you want an awful experience, just scroll back to episode four Four. and and learn learn the tone that Mikey set with his very first pick on this podcast. He wanted to set the tone, that's for sure. You know how the phrase, it's all downhill from here? Mm -hmm. That's not our phrase. This inspired gyms like Detroit 9000. No, after Mikey's first pick, it was. It's all uphill from here. Mm. There's just. There, no. There's just no. No, I didn't get a letter for. You scraped the bottom of the barrel right out of the gate. I got a letter for Toxic Avenger though. I st- I still like Toxic Avenger. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a movie. Get on out of here. It's a movie. <laughs> no one get out. So is there any other reason that you can think of of why this no, it's movie? It's just a tough guy. It's like a Rambo. Uh, you know, uh, a Rocky. Any of those? It's just a tough guy movie. It tough is a very well defined hero character. He it's, is very mo- it's 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 a very machismo character, mm-hmm. but it, it like he it's so well performed. Man, Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. is so great. Oh yeah. Uh, if you go back, like if you're to do a screenwriting class on how to define a character with very little, the first couple of scenes with uh, Harry, every line of dialogue tells me something that I should and need to know about the character. It's so well done. Um, you know, even down to the "Do you feel lucky?" punk speech that he has, which, uh, you know, the first time I saw it, I don't, I don't remember having this idea because I think the scene was so ki- iconic to me. I'm not really sure I was reading to what exactly the screenwriter was doing, but it's like this time I realized when I watched the film that speech is to convince the guy to do it so that he can yes. shoot him. I know, I don't think I picked up that the the first time I watched yeah, the movie. It is it is absolutely Milius Milnius Milnius How do you say his name? John Milius. Milius sounds right to me, but yeah. what do you mean? He wrote part of this. Oh, movie. really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was behind Dirty Harry. Interesting. Or part of it. I don't know how much he did. He was uncredited. But interesting. Yeah. See, screenplay uncredited. I thought John he wrote. Millions. I don't know if he just wrote that. Speech. Great documentary. Do you guys remember the name of that documentary? It was just his. Millions. It was yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was his last name. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. No, it it so. definitely was at one time. Very very interesting stuff. That is a truly interesting. That scene person. that you're talking about the, is at the so bank, great. Right? The big robbery yes. thing. Because not it's not just that. It's the way that it starts out too. You want to talk about like you said accomplishing a lot with a little. We have a character who is sitting down, won't even turn around to look at the car, asks the other person, hey, you know, is there still a tan vehicle mm-hmm. sitting out there? Uh, you know, oh, is it, uh, is it running? Smoking? Yeah, yeah, well, it's over the top so that, you know, it can make it obvious for our, our you know, from the viewpoint of us and the, the guy that's uh, the waiter or whatever, the, the guy working the counter. But the, the one of the things I love about that is that tells us a lot right there. He doesn't want to go do anything about it. Mm-hmm. He just he literally just says, "All right, we'll just tell him to call and it's an in progress." And then he's annoyed. Like eating his hot dog yes. on the way. Did you on notice? No ketchup. I know. That'll, that'll unbelievable. That'll come up later on in the sequence. Unbelievable. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the the fact that he's annoyed, so it's like his calm interaction with taking out those people has a level of I didn't even want to do this right now. Like like yeah. it's just it's so great that like he's doing it and it's just, he's annoyed the, the whole camera time shot of sort of towards his waist at a very odd angle as he's walking towards it, you know, eating the last of his hot dog as he does it. 
it's very well done. Well, also when you talk about the no ketchup, so um, I what don't kind know if person doesn't put ketchup on. A hot so here's dog? the thing: he thinks the same thing about what? people who put it on there. I don't, oh, no, I so don't good. remember. Yeah, I didn't remember agree. that if it's something referenced right there. But I remember as it started, um, I was checking on a couple of things, and I've seen this movie a lot. It's been, you know, it hasn't been recently. Um, so as I'm looking back and forth before I got into the rhythm of actually sitting down to like, you know, give myself over to the movie. I thought to myself, I was like, because he looks so casually down at his leg. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's yes, it looks like it could be blood, but I'm like, is it just supposed to be like he dripped ketchup on himself? On, oh, on himself? No. But it's not. He's so like, I love that he just doesn't even care. Like, it's not yeah. even a, a thing of he's just like, Meh, whatever, well, you know, it's just so dude, run what, of the mill. It tells you so much. Twenty nine fifty. Remember that on the jeans. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's yeah. one of those lines of dialogue that I specifically picked up on yeah. of like. Well, of My goodness, what an inventive way of saying little and then telling me a lot. Yes, I love it. <laughs> All right, Eric, for you, sir, some things that you like. Uh, right out of the gate, I'm just going to say there are sometimes when there are themes that get reused like this a lot that just become grating and, and are annoying. I truly love the uh, the music to this mm-hmm. film. Uh, this is in back a in a, an era of film where I am not a fan of a lot of soundtracks. Yeah. This movie has a very well done soundtrack, though. I agree with you there. Um, obviously, this one's, you know, um, ty- a different type of soundtrack than the movie that I'm about to reference. But um, when you look at a movie like Fletch, and it's like... You I, have never seen Fletch. I like that movie. Hmm. But the music they play over and over that is a theme for that, just, mm. oh, they got every... They got more pennies worth of that theme than the bad guy got of, from that guy beating him up. And, Did you ever and, watch you know, The Graduate? I've seen The Graduate, yeah, but it's been a long time. They played that song a lot in that movie. Yeah. It's, it, but again, you know, it's, it's, it, if, especially if you don't like the song, yeah. it's awful. It ruins scenes that would not... You should not be ruined. Yeah. Um, but yet when they reuse a lot of the same themes in this one, it's not on the level of a Jaws or, you know, like, like a John Williams type score, but it is, it sets the tone and puts me in that, that mood for this movie. I love it. This yeah. is, this is a soundtrack that I could just put on in the background and, and like have it like, you know, going throughout the day. Not every day though. I get tired of it, but yeah. But yeah, like I said, the, the music is something that I really loved. Um, I agree with you. Um, I just love the, confidence of the vibe of this movie um this is a character and and so many clint eastwood characters are that super confident no fear kind of guy but it just works so well in this setting um and it is actually shocking how much they can make this character who is this tough as nails guy who doesn't care about the rules and everything like that and really doesn't there's no point where you see his emotions being worn on his sleeve, mm-hmm. but yet they find interesting little ways to show you that he truly is a good guy and has things above just beyond his own needs of what, what he cares for. He does certain things because it is right or because it is better for others. Yeah. It's not all about what he's going to get out of it. And it would, it would, that's a hard line to pull off. So it's like, they do it very well. Well, and I think the urge to make him even more curmudgeonly than he is mm-hmm. had to have been there. Um, and you, f- I think you can kind of sense it early on, especially when he makes jokes about people that he hates and stuff like that. 
Um, well, that's the you feel like that that's going to happen. Up, yeah, but they let his actions and they let everything else show you that that's not what he's about. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's very well done. Well, and it also it's a good slow reveal of a character. Yeah, a lot of times those characters, the ones that are the caricatures, are the ones that we're glad this isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they are entertaining for a very short period of time and then become very irritating. But, but again, they never feel the urge to betray what they're setting up and yep. have an emotional scene at the end where he couldn't save someone and he he cries or he lets it out. Like oh. That's just Dirty not... Dirty Harry crying in any of the sequels? That's no. just not Harry Callahan no. in at least the way... Again, can't speak for all the sequels. I don't remember. No. But uh, I'm just It'll saying like that is Rainbow not the way crying. it's laid out in well, here, man. It's just possible. Hey, by the way, mm. guess what else Hot Mary was in? I don't know. X-Files. Oh, really? Uh, what episode? Uh, Hungry. I don't remember that, that one. That one sounds really familiar, though. Look it up. I'm going to. She was Sylvia. You Jesse. were saying, Eric. Yeah. Again, we've covered everything. Um, it really is, like I said, just the vibe of everything, um, the sound. It. There are a few movies that instantly make me feel like like the 70s, like, you know, like this movie. Well, and the way it uses San Francisco, uh, the shots of him up on top of the buildings and um, – the scene where he's standing by the Golden Gate Bridge uh, in hero profile and stuff like that. Like, it's really, they use the backdrop in very well uh, well done ways. So there is one where, again, I'm not even going to say that what he's doing is accurate to however he would be um, moving in this scenario. Another thing I want to highlight is I love how that guy gets wounded and he limps through the rest of the movie. Yep. Um, and it it just makes it so weird. There's so many times where he's doing that little skip run, you know, and you can hear um, there there's scenes where, um, you know, uh, Callahan is chasing him and there's a distance between them. But there's always that level of tension because we will hear the skip step mm-hmm. as as it rounds the, the point of view of the camera. So we'll see him. We'll hear the skip step of his shoes coming up to the camera. He'll go around a corner and, and, and he'll be gone, but we don't hear the skip step anymore. Mm. And then yeah. we have Callahan coming from a distance and we hear his shoes coming in his gate. But then there's that level of, is he waiting to ambush Callahan? Like, it, did he continue on? It doesn't seem like he continued on because we're very audibly hearing those footsteps. And it adds, this, design. It adds this extra layer of uh, tension to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a big fan. There's a lot of things, especially earlier on before he gets wounded or when he's when he's sending Callahan on this wild goose chase through all the, the phones. I love that those scenes mm-hmm. uh, where he's trying to get to the phone boost in time. Um, this movie reminded me in many ways of a slasher film in the way that it's shot. There's all these scenes, like there's those scenes of his eyes, like, you know, creepily watching through the bushes. Oh, yeah. and Funny like enough, that. the scene in the the school bus reminds me a lot of a scene from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, really? The, yep. Is that the really... Uh, That's the f- the weird one. Yeah, we'll just say the, we'll the say odd the weird, choice. Yeah, the uh, odd one. It's a lot of, lot of towel snapping locker. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Did, so did you, whenever they uh, they were bringing that school bus... Yeah, and all of a sudden he looks and sees a Callahan on, on top, top of, the, of the, bridge. the bridge. I laughed. Just what I did too. I laughed. Yeah, it's so ridiculous because <laughs> all it all it screamed to me is okay. So this is like the earliest I can. I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure there's probably other uh, other instances of this. This is the first time where I go, okay, 
this is how we got to let's cast everything with Dwayne the Rock Johnson or yeah. you know like like all these wrestlers and all these super macho men doing these ridiculous stunts it it is the most outrageous stunt of the movie and it feels honestly it feels unnecessary and ridiculous but yet it's so fun to watch and not only does he do that he gets thrown from that vehicle yeah, I know. and the guy who has every advantage in the world right yeah. the guy who who has hostages has a gun has not been thrown from a vehicle <laughs> runs screaming away yeah. from, from, so good from how ridiculous Callahan is it's so good oh I love it something about that scene reminds me a lot of Indiana Jones um, it is yeah it, if he could have just like used the whip to swing onto the uh, yeah well and it's also that like the hero is so ridiculously in charge at that point that you just want to cheer you know um all right Anything else to say about liking before we move into not liking? No. What's okay. there to not like? There's a couple things. Oh. I I already mentioned the um my real problem with that scene, the the suicide jumper scene. Um even though I think it's a okay scene, it has just no business being in the film. But not true. Um I actually you guys mentioned that you really like the scene where he's going from phone booth to phone booth. I actually think that scene goes on too long and no. just doesn't seem to merit enough of the screen time that's given to it well we disagree know. get the hook i think that it 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 plays at a moment where tensions are extremely high and the concept of it it'll ring four times and after four times we're done mm. so like that build up to him almost not getting there and almost not getting there and then that one where he does not get there because he gets attacked by those uh very unprepared for what they're about to uh, encounter hooligans. There they beat him with a bag in the tunnel. Yeah, um, full of money. Mm-hmm. And pulls that pulls the gun on the one guy. Um, but in that moment, there is that thing of you you lose track. And if he was that person, you know, real person in that moment, you lose track of the the stakes for a second. So I love that there's this building and there's this. Oh, it's it, he's giving him no extra time and he's barely making it. Um, and then you throw in that moment where the stakes have shifted for a minute and you have to focus on this right now because otherwise everything is about this moment right now. You come out of that moment and you realize that panic of, oh, now his schedule's off and he does not make it to the phone booth and that old man picks it up Mm -mm. and he goes and grabs the phone for the old man and he hangs up on him. Oh, that's great. That's great writing. Yeah. then that guy calls back because it is this thing of, like I said, you know, he he, he talks a, a big game, but ultimately he wants what he wants, yep. and he's trying to finagle a way to get it. And even when he can't get it, he comes back with another plan later and tries to do it. So it's just like there is that tense moment, though, where when your first time you're watching this movie, you don't know if that girl's alive or dead or whatever, and it's like, oh, did he did did it did he just mess up? Like, yeah, uh, I, I like it. I don't know. I think I, it's. I think it's. I know what you're saying. It is long. Yeah. But I think it's long because it is building that expectation, and then it break. It 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 pays off that expectation by breaking it. Yeah. I don't know that that was the point of the movie where I did ha- start to have that bad feeling of like, I remembered loving this movie, and this movie is not shaping up the way that I expected it to. I think the only sequences I don't like are the the 
sheer quantity of throwaway sequences in the beginning that are trying to set up what his kind of calls he goes on to mm. um even including the 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 peeping tom one that wasn't um, a call you, they were looking for they, they're, they're looking, looking for, for the bad guy there's but some, what I, there's some dis they get called immediately clunky from that. action there there's constantly they it's get called from that to the yeah but i'm saying it is very much a rapid fire thing of he does one thing then he does another and he catches bank robbers and it's like you're trying to set it up but it's it's it feels like it's trying too hard well it is an action movie we give it that. That'd be like I, I think know, the bank scene needs to be there. I don't lasers. know if the other ones need to be done the way yeah, that the bank done. scene's integral. Oh yeah, they're all integral. Did you know that in the first, well, one of the working drafts that they almost filmed, uh, he puts the gun up to his own head no. and pulls the trigger. Yeah, interesting. But they thought it just didn't fit quite right. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things. Like it seems right to me. So I like that he that he points it at the at the other guy too because it just shows this level of like he's his own confidence where where he poses that question and when he poses the question he does not imply whether he knows the answer or not. He just poses the question of I know what you're thinking did I fire five shots or six. Um and when he pulls that trigger at that guy keep in mind imagine he miscalculated He's in front of all those people. Imagine if he just shoots that guy on the ground. It is this. I know. I know he didn't. But I'm saying it is Still another thing. Down there. It's another thing to show you the level of command of how calm he is in the mm-hmm. situation. That in the middle of all that chaos, he was still keeping track. Like that shows the level of the, you know, how many times he's been through this. Even if it's ridiculous, how um, you know that there would be a cop that that's had that many scenarios or whatever. It just show it's another thing that builds that character. Yeah. All right, Mikey, did you have anything to say as far as not liking? Should have been longer. Would have liked to have seen an epic Dirty Harry four oh, and a half hours. It's called long. The Dark Knight, man. Four he just said four and a half hours. Man. I'd watch four and a half hours of Dirty I'm Harry. I'm sure you would. And here's It'd the thing. Probably be more hot you know what? too. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I probably would too. I don't know if I'd want to rewatch it at four and a half hours. But I think if you tell me that there's a four and a half hour Dirty Harry, You're my in. curiosity alone yeah. is going to see yeah. uh, what the heck they were thinking. Um, with the amount of, again, like I said, we have a movie that ended and kept going and had another ending. Imagine if this thing was four and a half hours, what what, what kind of weird stuff we'd be in for. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think this movie is the right length. Um, it was... It was long enough to to make it feel like getting to that moment in the the uh, <clears throat> football stadium was not too early, yeah. but yet still had time to not feel like you're dragging it on to give a, a, a you know another part of life to that film. Yeah. All right, Eric. Anything else that you wanted to mention as far as not liking? <sighs> yeah, we we've <clears throat> talked about Gutierrez or or whatever his partner's name Chico. is. Chico. Sure, Chico. Um, how unused, you know, underused that character is. Even though I liked the actor, I thought he did okay with what he had. Um, I think my, I don't know. I, I think my biggest issue is just, this movie just seems to just throw things in randomly mm-hmm. that don't really need to be there, and it's just there for like, hey, look at how much of a man he is, or or you know, it's literally just like checklist of machismo things. The like, I, 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 hey, you know, I'm 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 a 
I'm a male. I like I, I don't mind seeing a female form. I know you blanked out during these parts of the, what, the no? movie. So that's probably why you don't like the movie. Eric, just a second. Much. I was uh, polishing my wedding ring. Oh, okay. Uh, I know I there's like just giant chunks of time that disappear. That's why you didn't think the movie, you know, was a, mm. uh but uh yeah, no, I'm just saying um it does feel really uh, it feels weird. Clunky. It feels really weird that we're like Hey, we make a joke about what a pervert he is, and that's how he got his name. And then, haha, it's just a joke. But then they have like three scenes where he like stares at naked women, like, and one point almost misses the suspect because he's too busy. And even, but he even says like, it's not just that he does it. He says a line beforehand. He's like, oh, what do you, what, what do you say? Ah, oh, you owe yourself a little nice time or so. He like, I don't remember the what the words are, but he like verbally. Gives himself an excuse to just let me just peep on this lady real quick. (laughs) It just again, can I see someone in that real scenario doing that? Of course, of course I can, dude. I love keep moving. I love how he judged, by the way, too, of like how he scoffs that there's like three people involved (laughs) at the end there. Oh, keep moving. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I I do I do like that. That made me laugh when he just like doesn't. He's like, (laughs) yeah, Um, but. Yeah, I'm just saying this movie felt really weird. Like it's like, all right, you know what men like, and this is a movie for men. Men like women. Let's show them a bunch of women. Even oh, oh, oh would you like to walk past the? Uh, oh, let's go in and have a scene in a strip club also, and uh, let's walk past the guy offering, you know what? What was it? Uh, college coeds on the side of the street. Uh, it's just I don't know. It just felt a lot. Felt very gratuitous. Well, that's how the um, the, the entire horror genre was saved in the '70s and '80s. Was gratuitous violence. So what you're saying is that the bailout of its day was um, from the female form. Peddlers of flesh, eh? Oh yeah. 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 So what you're saying is that if not for the you know problems of the male psyche, we may not have had to deal with the horror genre anymore. It could have died off like like it oh, was supposed 70s. to. Well, it was supposed to nothing. Yeah, natural no. selection. No, no. <laughs> Never getting rid of horror now. All right, guys. Anything else hold. to say about Dirty Harry? Loved it. Great movie. All right. So we picked out a couple episodes that if you like this episode, we think that you might uh, might take a gander at. Uh, episode 128 has direct bearing on Dirty Harry. That's for Zodiac. Uh, a lot of the events of this movie were influenced by the real story that that movie is based off of. Uh, what's he, What's the killer in this? What's he? Scorpio. Scorpio, Scorpio Yeah. Um, so what Jared's referencing to, so I don't, if you've not seen Zodiac, we don't want to give you the wrong impression of what Zodiac is. Zodiac is not like this, not a dirty, hairy, follow this super, I mean, they do um, have a tough guy cop though, but not, yeah, it it is not, no, 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 it it is, it is a movie though that focuses on what inspired Mm -hmm. them to add that element into dirty, Harry, which is the idea of someone writing in. And making demands and discussing things through the um, through through the newspapers. Yep. Um, they didn't have email back then. Yeah, of holding a city hostage with fear, uh, that kind of thing. So that is where they pull that through. But the movie itself is nothing like um, Dirty Harry. And while I love Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry is not a five star film to me. Zodiac is. Oh yeah. Yeah. No so if you've not it. seen it, check it out. Just know that, like Jared there, if you do go watch it, you'll have trouble 
uh, having your car idle in parking lots at night. Yeah. So you're making a trade-off. Great movie, yeah. but also fear that will creep into Some your people life. wouldn't uh, go in the water after Jaws. I refuse to sit in cars and parking lots. Yeah. So. All right. Also, another good one, episode 29, The French Connection, uh, we did. And that one's a little bit more in line on genre uh, than Zodiac was. So... Uh, if you also did like this podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe. It really helps us out. And if you would leave a review on your podcatcher of choice, that helps us out a lot. I already mentioned earlier in the podcast that you can send us an email at qituppod at gmail.com. That is Q-U-E-U-E. It up. Well, I mean, I-T-U-P-E-P-O-D. That's right. At gmail.com. Not the letter Q. It is a word. That's right. Q-U-E. Also, if you really just need to know, it's in the uh, podcast notes every episode now. So if you just click on that, and we're an email. reluctantly getting a little more professional. Trying. Trying. We're trying yep. to shape up a little bit. Shape it up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Trying to take ourselves out of Slab City. Yep. Oh, Slab City. All right, boys. No more Slab City talk. What? Uh, it is my pick for next week. At some point, these movies are going to go away and end up on Disney+. Plus. So before they do, I thought I would pick it. Oh, no. Let's go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, good. So Raiders of the Lost Ark will be our movie for next week. And until then, cue it up.